You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, friends, and thank you to another episode of Earth Oddity, uh, where we are. Well, <laughs> hopefully we're recording. <laughs> hopefully, uh, let me go ahead and, and take the blame for that. That is a hundred percent my fault. Yes, uh, last week we totally recorded a new episode, and then when I went to uh, put it on my computer, I had not formatted the memory card, and I tried to recover it through like a program, and then I tried this other program, and when, no matter what I did, like some, I'm sure like the CIA or the NSA could have probably found it, but they were not interested in yeah. helping us out, so. Well, I mean, I don't want to take you, you, I don't want you to take all the blame for everything that happened, even though it's 100% your fault. <laughs> it is. Let's just not lay all the blame <laughs> no. on Tiny's hands. Let's just say <laughs> that that sometimes things happen, and out of probably, I don't how many episodes do we have now? 40? I think this is 40. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so we messed up one. That's, I feel like that's a pretty good average, you know? Yeah. And if, if you go one, or if you go 40 and one in like a basketball season, that's a pretty good, you know, like an NCAA basketball, that's a pretty good season. So also, there was, we've had an episode every single week except for last week, right? Back to January. <laughs> yeah. Right. But then there was one week we had two episodes. That's right. So, yes, we did have a bonus. We did. Yeah. With uh, the whole shebang. <laughs> yeah. So we'll make this up at some point. Sure. Uh, Probably not. But I'm sorry that I ruined everybody's week last week. I know that, you know. (laughs) There's millions of people out there that were waiting on us. I know. Just waiting. I mean, I know it throws off your whole week when you don't get your weekly dose of odd news. That's 100% my fault. John has agreed to take some of the blame. Yeah, I will take all the blame. Look, there's. (laughs) It's not my fault. There's no tender meat on my rump. It's all been chewed off at some point in time yes. by someone before, so everyone can blame me. It's fine. It doesn't hurt my feelings. Yeah. But uh, So in summation, not my fault. Yeah, right. John's it's fault. all mine. <laughs> Even though it's not, I will take the blame for it. It's the type of guy I am. Yeah. So what kind of stories we got this week, John? Got a couple of cow-related stories. Gotcha. Um, one that uh, milk is a symbol used by white supremacists. Right. Just to let everybody know out there, if you're drinking milk, you are horribly racist. How dare you? Yes, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a uh, marine pilot who is tracing phallic shapes in the sky for some reason. Okay. But we're going to start with this story that was sent in to us by Mr. Johnny Irons. Okay. Huge fan of Earth Oddity. He is. A uh, kitten found glued to Oregon Road, rescued by a man driving to work. Oh, wow. That's horrible. That's terrible. Yeah. I know you're not a cat person, though. But I've never so glued one to the road. It's funny, you and you, all <laughs> you other cat haters. Well, that is there. why I put this in the, in the show. <laughs> <laughs> but check this out. A tiny kitten may have shaved off one of his nine lives after being discovered glued to a busy road in Oregon on Friday. Chuck Hawley was driving to work on Silverton Road northeast 
east just outside of Salem around 7 a.m. when he noticed there was something in the road in a busy lane of traffic. So I wonder if maybe everyone's moving into that lane. Yeah. Because it says that was the busy one. Yeah, I guess. Everyone's trying to get 10 points, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) When I went to pick her up, her feet were stuck to the road. And I'm like, oh, no. So I start to pull her feet up. And it was like a rubber cement, so she was glued to the road, Holly told Fox 12. It was all under her neck, and then she had a little bit down her side, but it was mostly her tail and her feet. The five-week-old kitten, frightened and cold, had her feet soaked in glue that was sort of rubbed into the pads of her feet. I think the way she was sitting, someone actually went out there and put her there, he told Fox 12, because there were no glue footprints around it was just a gob of glue under her, so it wasn't oh, like someone yeah. just spilled a bunch of glue yeah, and the cat got stuck it. in it like a fly, yeah, you know. Right. But that's, what kind of, I mean. That's horrible. Again, I'm not a fan of cats. but I, But I'm not for, I mean, my mind goes back to the old black and white movies where the dude with the mustache like ties the lady to the yes, railroad tracks. Right, this yes. is kind of the 2018 version of that. Yeah, with a cat. Yeah. I don't get it, but I don't know. I feel like uh, whoever did that, they should be punished to the full extent should we, of should the law. We, should we glue them to the road? Yeah, I, that's <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Yeah, that's. I mean, not really. I'm not for killing of any kind, right? But yeah, but yeah. So, but you know, occasionally you see the strong men on TV who will like lay down and they'll, the bus yeah, will drive yeah, up right. on their stomach. What was that guy from Alabama that used to do that all the time? Oh, you know, who I didn't know. It's, I it's, know. it's not Randy Owens. Randy Owens is the lead singer of country music supergroup mm-hmm. Alabama, but his name was like Randy. It was like Randy Owen or something like that. I bet Casey Dunaway would know. Oh yeah. Oh, they probably power lifted <laughs> together and watched WrestleMania <laughs> before. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he would do that all the time. You know. And what was that group of people used to come around that like rip phone books in half because they loved the Jesus? power team? Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Help him. <laughs> <laughs> Blowing up like uh, those water bottle things or whatever, whatever they're called. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, if they catch this guy, I'm not for killing him. I don't think yeah. I don't think he's worthy of that. Yeah. But you know, maybe you know, glue him to the road and drive a bus on him yeah, until just, he says mercy or <laughs> uncle and then back off. Maybe not a bus, <laughs> yeah. like a Toyota Corolla. You know, <laughs> yeah, just Toyota bruise Corolla. him up really good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that. Like one of those uh, Mini Coopers. And give him like a, a phrase to say, but he has to say it in the right order. It can't be anything. <laughs> like very complex, you know, <laughs> yeah. sentence he has to say. No, I like that. I like that. But yeah, man, I just don't know why. I mean, I know there's sick people in the world, and there's mm-hmm. really no explaining people who are, are evil or whatever, but I just take a cat and glue it to the road out of all the things you could do. I have trouble getting a cat to take its medicine. I yeah. don't know how this guy managed to hold down a cat true. and glue it to the road. <laughs> Very true. And then yeah. I guess you got to hold it there till the Drew glide, the the glue, <laughs> the Drew glides. <laughs> yes, Drew glides. That's a good name for uh, actor. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, my cat Holly, the bobtail cat that we yes. have now, she put on a little weight. She's packing on some pounds. So the uh, doctor told us to, uh, or doctor vet, I mm-hmm. guess vet's a doctor, told us to cut back on the food we give her. And she's like super grumpy now. Yeah. yeah, we got into it yesterday morning. You see, she scratched up my <laughs> Does arm. Does she have a face like tartar sauce? No, she's not that grumpy. <laughs> but she's just not as happy and carefree as she used gotcha. to be. Which is kind of like me when I can't eat on time. I get a little grumpy That's too. True. So, yeah. But I wouldn't glue her to the road. Right. Know, well, then she's, she's never going to lose weight if yeah, she can't move right. around. All right. Yeah. 
But we were fighting. I mean, I'll, I'll fight with a cat. Right. You know, it's fun to wrestle with them. <laughs> she got, like, really mad really quick. Normally, we just kind of play around. And, yeah, she wasn't having it. Well, anyway, Holly took the kitten, now named Sticky. So, good name. <laughs> it's a good name, yeah. <laughs> yes. Took it to an animal clinic where staff members had to use mineral oil to get the glue off her paws. Uh, puncture wounds were also found on the kitten's neck, but it's yet to be determined what caused them. On Monday, Holly said he spoke with deputies from the Marion County Sheriff's Office uh, who came to his home, took pictures of Sticky's neck injuries, and they investigate how she ended up glued to the road. The little kitten is expected to make a full recovery, and wound up getting a new home out of the ordeal after they adopted her. The funny thing is, we were just talking about getting a cat a couple nights ago. He said, seems like there's easier ways for the cat to find us, but if that's how we're doing it, okay, I guess we'll do it. Well, we all know the Lord works in mysterious ways, <laughs> yes. right? But it wasn't the Lord that glued the cat no, to the road, no, is no, it? No, 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 no. I don't think so. You know, my son, he's been asking for a puppy for Christmas. Should I? Well, you like, better keep those eyes peeled. <laughs> say, just, he wakes up on Christmas morning and there's walks into the living room and there's like a sack. puppy duct taped to the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's Holly was a Christmas present too. Santa brought oh, Holly to that? her house. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Her real name is Holly Jolly Christmas Long. So that's the cat's <laughs> name. Libby named her. So, <laughs> Well, I got another story here. And I'm sad. I would just say again, that's horrible about the cat. If anybody's listening out here that has any leads, call the Oregon <laughs> State Police or whoever with that. Because yeah. that's kind of disturbing. Uh, but this is kind of disturbing, too. This comes from the L.A. Times. And the headline is, so many people have had their DNA sequenced that they've put other people's privacy in jeopardy. So as I've said before, I don't understand the people who want to send their DNA into the internet, but whatever, if that's your thing, now you're screwing it up for the rest of us (laughs) out here. Everyone's DNA sequence is unique. I'm assuming everybody knows that. Uh, But for those who wish to maintain their genetic privacy, it may not be unique enough. A new study argues that more than half of Americans could be identified by name if all you had to start with was a sample of their DNA and a few basic facts, such as the region where they live and about how old they might be. It wouldn't be simple and it wouldn't be cheap. But the fact that it has become doable will force all of us to rethink the meaning of privacy in the DNA age, experts say. There's little time to waste. The researchers behind the new study say that once 3 million Americans have uploaded their genomes to the public to public genealogy websites, nearly everyone in the U.S. will be identifiable by their DNA alone and just a few additional clues. More than 1 million Americans have already published their genetic information, and a dozen more do so every day. People have been wondering how long it will be before you can use DNA to detect just about everyone, said Ruth Dickover. <laughs> that's her name. I'm not kidding. That's her name. That's her name. <laughs> Director of the Forensic Science Program at UC Davis, who is not involved with the study. I just have to say, if you have Professor <laughs> Dick over as your class, if that pops up on your schedule, you're like, oh, this is going to be a long year. Um, the authors are saying it's not going to take that long, according to Professor Dick over. Uh, the new reality represents the convergence of two long standing trends. 
One of them is the rise of direct-to-consumer genetic testings. Companies such as Ancestry.com and 23andMe can sequence anyone's DNA for about 100 bucks. All you have to do is provide a sample of saliva and drop it in the mail. The other essential element is the proliferation of publicly searchable genealogy databases like GED Match, which... I don't know. GED match sounds like how hey, you find people who dropped out of high school. <laughs> yeah. anyway. so it's a dating service for people who <laughs> high school dropouts. <laughs> for high school dropouts. <laughs> Anyone can go upload a full genome to these sites, and powerful computers will crunch through it looking for stretches of matching DNA sequences that could be used to build out a family tree. To test the growing power of these sites, researchers led by Columbia University computer scientist Yaniv Ehrlich set out to see whether they could find a person's name and thus her identity. If all they had to go on was a piece of her DNA and a small amount of biographical information. Um, They started with a full DNA sequence from a woman in Utah whose genetic information was published anonymously as part of the study. Hmm. Um, they had actually identified this woman in a previous study, but uh, for purposes of this work, they pretended they didn't know who she was. Or they uploaded her genetic code to GED Match and ran a search to see if she had any relations on the site. They found two, one in North Dakota and one in Wyoming. The researchers could tell they were all related because they shared a number of single nucleotide polymorphisms, or SMPs, that's what us in the business call them. They're single letters in specific spots among the roughly 3 billion A, C, Ts, and Gs that make up the human genome. So anyways, they've tracked this lady down. They tracked her it down. It gets bogged down in all this scientific stuff with a bunch of words that I can't even pronounce. They uh, did a lot of science stuff, and they found yeah. out who she was, knowing nothing more about her than her DNA yeah, sample. Yeah, than just her DNA sample. Right. Right. That's incredible. Um, so, you know, it goes on to talk about how they've... Uh, found at least 13 suspected criminals have been identified mm-hmm. the same way according to the Golden State Killer. Yeah, we um, talked about that last time. We simply talked about DNA right. services. And yeah. again, for people who are not familiar with the story, this is a guy who was a prolific killer yeah. back in the 70s. Right. And virtually nothing was known about him. Right. Uh, he would he would call victims' houses. He would leave them threatening messages on the answering machine. He would call them. He would terrorize people. I mean, he was a horrible person, and the cops never called him. Never called him. Caught him till like his this past yeah. year when his granddaughter sent in her DNA to one of these samples mm-hmm. and they got a match because back in the seventies, I mean, people left DNA everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, they, they didn't, didn't think, think about they, it. Yeah, there wasn't a thing. That's right. And they sure enough, they got a match and found, and now they got him all these years later because his granddaughter sent her right. DNA in. So here's where it gets a little spooky. Like it says, uh, Elrich here says, when the police caught the Golden State Killer, that was a very that was a very good day for humanity. The problem is that the very strange same strategy can be misused. Think of foreign governments using this technique to track down American citizens or protesters and activists being pursued in this way. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, they suggest that direct-to-consumer DNA testing companies put a special code on the raw data files that they send to their consumers. Genealogy sites could then agree to allow people to upload DNA sequences only if they have a valid code. This would ensure that people would conduct searches related only to their own DNA. So that would be like, so if me and you were cousins, mm-hmm. we would have like a related code if we didn't know each other and you lived in North Dakota right. or whatever. You would upload your stuff. I would upload mine. And it would be like, oh, hey, these codes found each other. And right. Then, you know, every Tom, Dick, and Harry wouldn't be mm-hmm. looking 
through our DNA or whatever. And they're saying that by the time they get three million people, that yeah. they'll think they'll have enough information to pretty much find, find anybody. Anybody in the United States. That's crazy. That's wild. And That's it's wild. really interesting because I see the the good from this technology. I mean. Obviously, you know, they caught the Golden State Killer. Well, yeah. And there's like uh, people who don't know their family mm-hmm. history. I mean, a lot of African Americans have no real concept of generational family right. history. You know, like because my, they were stolen out of their yeah, right. you know, homeland and yes. brought over here 200 right. years ago. And they're not sure exactly what part. You know, they may know they were from West Africa, but what right. region in West Africa mm-hmm. they're from and all that. So it's a way for, for people to find out their family history, which is a good thing in theory. But even that can sometimes be kind of hairy because I read one article where there was a woman who who you know uploaded her DNA to you know twenty three and me or something like that finds out she has a half brother ah. that she knew nothing about wow oh. and neither did her mom yeah, so, so daddy, you know <laughs> that been catting around town okay <laughs> yeah yeah that's tough that's so a- it's it's going to be interesting going forward to see how we deal with this type of technology right but uh that's why I'm not sending mine. <laughs> I mean, not that I got I was extra say, it's not kids. gonna matter. Yeah. When they hit three million people, it's not gonna matter. Well, I would like to encourage everyone to stop doing this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not that uh I have any extra children or anything out there, but I may have committed a few crimes somewhere <laughs> along the way. Property damage type crimes. Not you know, not any I've never killed anyone or, you know, done done any, you know, anything. At that least left. not that you're willing to cop to on well, a public podcast no, no, <laughs> available no. to everybody. No, I haven't I haven't done any Serious crimes, right? Uh, no felonious fun- activities, but uh, only misdemeanors. Yeah, definitely only misdemeanors. No. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe a fire or two. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Accidentally, accidentally. But uh, but yeah. So, anyways, it's, it's kind of spooky. It is, and I and again, I mean, I see the the really good things, but I also see some situations where this can be kind of hairy. So, yeah, right. Well, and also criminals. Yeah. Are we gonna? I mean, we might see this. Uh, this amazing golden age in you know forensic science, where we're able to no one's sins are hidden, everyone's right. sins are yeah. laid bare, and we True. get all of them. Yeah. But then after that, what are criminals going to do to to fight this technology? Are they going to get better about not leaving their you know DNA around and yeah, probably so and things like that. I know back in the nineties, you know, wearing plastic gloves like latex gloves was all the rage. Yes. Among, yeah. At least on TV. You right. Know? Yeah. On all the you know law and order or whatever. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I don't know what they'll do, but it's uh, it's it's definitely it's got its pluses and its minuses. Mm-hmm. So if you're like me and you don't want everybody knowing everything about you, then you probably don't want to be uploading your DNA. And you're going to talk to all, like I'm going to do as soon as the show's over. Call all your cousins, <laughs> aunts, and uncles and, and tell them, them not to. Let's just not do it. Let's have a hole in the like mapping of the human genome mm-hmm. where our family is. So there would just be a black hole in it. And I'm going to say this for better or for worse. I wonder if maybe pi- uh, privacy may be a thing of the past. Oh, it, yeah. It's it, pretty much already moving is. forward. Whether, yeah. No matter how you feel about it. And me, I'm actually a big advocate of privacy. I remember yeah, when, the, when they came out with the the huge massive logging of uh, Americans, you know, phone records right. and all this stuff yeah. that the NSA was doing, yeah, I was mortified. I mean, I, we kind of all thought they were right. doing that anyway, but yeah. you know, it really for a long time made me mad yeah. that they were, you know, without a warrant, they were, you know, searching and seizing, yeah. you know, records on everybody. Mm-hmm. But for better or worse, moving forward, I don't think well, I think privacy is, is dead. I think it's a thing of the past. What we all got to realize is one day. 
it's going to happen, and they're going to publish everything that we've ever searched for on the internet, <laughs> and we're all going to have to just look at each other and be like, <laughs> "We're going to have to go for it." Yeah, like, <laughs> I work with this guy, you know, or, you know. Oh man, I didn't. You didn't seem like you would be into that, Jim. You know, or whatever. So we're all just going to have to have a big conversation about, yeah. like, hey, let's just kind of forget this happened, guys. <laughs> let's just all go back to our normal life yeah. because it's going to happen one day. Just keep your big furry suit yeah, in your closet. Right. Yes, you know, whatever you're into. Like, Stepmoms you and stepsisters, yeah. just keep it to yourself. Keep all that to yourself, man. <laughs> you know, we don't want to know anything about that. Yeah, that's going to be tough. That's going to be a tough day for all of us. And if you're sitting here listening, to this and you don't think it's going to happen you're wrong it's going to happen to all of us so yeah yeah just i mean the powers the powers that be know about it already oh yeah yeah so. they got a file on all of us they're like oh this dude is weird you know <laughs> Uh, I tell you what, after that last conversation, I I want to talk about church for a while. <laughs> we probably need to. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, we need I just to. Just feel kind of dirty. <laughs> I don't feel. I don't. So. <laughs> I, I only search church stuff on Google. <laughs> well, sooner or later, I mean, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever played Pokemon Go? Uh, I haven't. I I've haven't. been told it's demonic. So. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yes. I don't, see, I don't know, I don't know a lot about Pokemon. And whenever my kids were watching it when they were little, I would walk in and I'd be like, hey, what's going on in this TV show? And they couldn't tell me. And so I was like, well, then we just need to quit watching it. You yeah. know, like you're just watching colors on a screen, so... Well, fortunately, the Catholic Church is to the rescue. Okay. They're All fixing right. to have us a, a, a very lovely alternative. Oh, yeah? Catholic saint-finding game, Follow JC Go, oh. wants to rifle Pokemon Go. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Pokemon Go is the wildly successful mobile game that has been downloaded around 800 million times, and it has scooped over $200 billion in revenue since 2016. Wow. I had to, I had no idea. I knew it was big, yeah. and I knew people had killed themselves trying to catch these little, right. you know, Japanese cartoons. Yeah, had no idea. Two billion dollars. Wow, that's crazy. So the Catholic Church is looking for a little boost, <laughs> and ties have been down. <laughs> Figures like that were always going to spawn imitators, but the latest, the Catholic Church, uh, might come as a surprise to many. Follow JC Go, a Christian take on the game. Let's players catch. Saints or Bible characters instead of the little Japanese monsters. <laughs> the game is the brainchild of, oh my goodness, I'm going to do my best, Fondation Ramon Panay, okay. a Catholic evangelical group which made it in preparation for World Youth Day in 2019, a Catholic youth event taking place in Panama in January. As with Pokemon Go, the game uses the player's smartphone camera to take in their surroundings then superimposes digital characters, but you're more likely to find St. Peter than Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> so now I know this from, from talking to people who have, are into like Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So you get Pokemons and you grow them and then you fight them. So are we going to be able to do like, a, you know, <laughs> Paul versus James or something in the, you know, like Catholic dojo or whatever you know? i don't know but my money's on john the baptist oh because, yeah you know yeah he's jesus wild. said that you know none born among women were yeah. as good as him that's so. right yeah players progress through the game by answering religious quiz questions when they meet a saint like attributing a quote from the bible so moses might ask the player was it me who said my god my god why have you forsaken me Oh. To which I would tell Moses, no, yeah, you right. didn't say that. Right. 
<laughs> At least yeah. you didn't write it down if you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that came out a little while after you, Moses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they get it right, the character will join their E team. Now you need now E is not E is an electronic team. Oh, it's, uh, your, everlasting? You no, know, it's your evangelization team. Okay, all right. I was just gonna throw out some E like you <laughs> yeah. know, Christian words. But if I'm putting together like a super evangel evangelization yeah. team, Moses is a solid guy. Yeah, I mean solid that's, guy to have he's on a your first team. round draft pick. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely a first-round draft pick. <laughs> I mean, anybody that can like turn his staff into a snake. That's right. And then separate water yes. so you don't have to pay like a bridge toll right. or something. That's, yeah. that's going to I mean, come in handy. He didn't separate the water, right? Well, no. Okay. But, you know, God told him to. It's, it's in case the people out there listening don't know. You <laughs> yes. Know, yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he's solid. Right. Didn't he like get water to come from a rock, too? Yeah, he did. Yeah. So you don't have to stop at 7-Eleven to yeah. get a drink. What if he's and got you don't like, have to pay bridge tolls. That's right. <laughs> what if he's got like an army of uh, you know ravens that bring manna and honey to you when you're hungry, <laughs> Maybe. like during a battle or whatever. Well, if you get snake bit, oh yeah, he can. You know, he just puts up a bronze, you know, serpent. <laughs> and you just look at it and you're good. You're good. So <laughs> okay, a, a solid choice. Yeah, no, like I said, team. definitely a top yes. top ten pick. Yeah, <laughs> the game encourages real world. Real world worship by promoting the user to stop and pray if they pass a church or in a hospital. They might be urged to say a prayer for they, for the sick. Players can also donate to charity through the app. Follow JC Go launched in Spanish on October nineteenth, which was my son's birthday. By the okay, way, okay, all right. Uh, and Italian and English and Portuguese versions are expected in the coming weeks. All right. So I cannot wait. I can't either. <laughs> His creators say the goal is to teach players of all ages about the Catholic faith. Though the app wasn't made by the Vatican High Command, the Pope is allegedly a big fan. You know, Francis is not a very technological person, but he was in awe. He understood the idea that we were, what we were trying to do, combine technology with evangelization. Ricardo Zonia, executive director of... Fondiasson Ramon Panay told Catholic news site Crux Now, the site reports that 43 designers, theologians, Bible experts, and church historians have poured, get this, 32,000 hours of work into the app since August 2016. Wow. So it's something they've really worked yeah. hard on. Yeah, that's definitely, yes. that's definitely a lot of man hours. It was reportedly financed with $500,000 of sponsorship and private donations. On the Google Store, and early Android phone users have given the app a less than heavenly 3.2 stars out of 5. But that's not, too, that's, I mean, 3.2 stars, that's not too bad. No, we have a better rating than that as our podcast. <laughs> and we haven't put nowhere near that many hours that's in right. it. Yeah, no, just want to point that out to you, Pope. You know, it's the case. Uh, one reviewer, JRSV, commented, The best app I have on the phone. I feel happy to follow the path of the Lord from my smartphone. And then another, less seriously, gave it a one star. Morning, I wanted to burn heretics, but it wasn't possible. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that, I would just like to point out to that guy, maybe that could come in later yeah, versions, right. later yeah. updates or something. Like uh, who, who, St. Nicholas, he was the one that punched heretics, right? Was he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, he wasn't just handing out presents. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, he'd punch him in the face. So Awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's not a first-rounder, though. No. I mean, you're going to want to go all apostles, Moses, Elijah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's your first round if you're building your E-team together. Yeah, I would it, say John's a good one. Because yeah, definitely. 
He knows what's coming. Yeah, right. He's got <laughs> he's got like future sight. Yes. That's a big power. That's a big power. No, and, and you know, I, I feel like it's pretty good. I heard John MacArthur created one of these for Protestants. Really? Yeah, but it was just Romans nine when you opened it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a little that's a little joke. Just a little joke for everybody. That's funny. But I think. Um, you know, we've had it in Baptist for forever. You know, like uh, we couldn't watch cartoon. Uh, not me, but I mean in general, couldn't watch cartoons. But we had Veggie Tales. Yes. And, you know, you couldn't buy comic books, but you had Bible Man and all that <laughs> stuff. Bible Man. You know that came out, but uh, we had Chick Tracks. <laughs> Chick Tracks. I don't even know what that is. You don't know what Chick Tracks no. are? Okay, picture your normal track, but it's like a little bitty comic book. Ah, and there's usually a guy going to hell at the end. Of course, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, right. Yeah. You know, what gives a track if somebody doesn't go to hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Right. laughs> no, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know about chick tracks. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do some googling. Okay. Yeah, the Babylon Bee. They recently had one of their satirical articles talking about. Oh, for real? Chick tracks? Huh. Yeah. I didn't know. So I must have missed it. That's rare for me to miss a Babylon Bee. <laughs> People out there who remember Chick Tech, tri- Chick Tracks, right in. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. I wanna be the very best, no one ever was. Catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause. I will travel across the land, searching far and All right, so let's move on to our livestock portion of the show. Um, so, wellness, everyone, everyone is in favor of being as mentally and physically well as possible. And we have a new avenue here for any of our listeners who may want to try it out. This comes to us from beyondblindfold.com. Definitely sounds reputable. And it is cow cuddling is the new wellness trend. And now it costs $300 for a 90-minute session. So for $300, you can help your wellness out. Uh, Here, let's get into the article. Ever thought of snuggling up with a 1,000-pound farm animal to help your mental health? No. (laughs) My wife does every night. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, neither have I. But if the sound of that intrigues you, you're in luck. Because as it turns out, cow cuddling might be the hottest new wellness trend. Sounds hot. It'll set you back a few bills, but it could be worth it. According to PubMed, there's proof that humans can decrease their stress levels by interacting with animals. How one may choose to go about that is their own preference. While this concept in in particular might sound strange, the new therapy trend falls in line with other programs we've seen in the past. Remember goat yoga? (laughs) I I don't. (laughs) I I don't. I didn't know about goat yoga. Or cat yoga? I missed that one too. Now, I've heard of hot yoga. <laughs> yes. What about bunny yoga? 
<laughs> I haven't heard about that either. Okay, bunny yoga, I think that was pay-per-view. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> While yoga with a cow might be a little tricky, cuddling with them might be the next, next best thing. <laughs> Mountain Horse Farm in upstate New York has, has to be somewhere like New York. I mean, it wouldn't be in Alabama. Well, I was uh, thinking, I mean, you know, just I, I'm not so much as far as paying to do it, but I thought, you know, cuddling cows, that might be like out in Jasper or something. You know? <laughs> true, true. People get arrested for that around here. Uh, Mountain Horse Farm in upstate New York has a program offering the horse and cow experience. <laughs> where individuals can spend time connecting with the large barnyard animals. You can act or interact with them however you want uh, want to by petting, brushing, or playing. If you're not in the mood to play with the animals, you can simply cuddle with them. They might want to they might want to sit down with a lawyer and kind of yeah. shore those rules up yeah. a little bit. No, I'm sure you got to sign a waiver. <laughs> uh, cows have a body temperature that's slightly higher than humans, and their heart rate is lower than ours. Cuddling up with a cow, feeling their lower heart rate and higher body temperature is very relaxing, Mountain Horse Farm wrote on their website. Interacting with animals has become a very popular way for individuals to decrease stress and connect with nature. Uh, Mountain Horse Farms notes on their website that horses and cows in particular are sensitive animals who use body language to communicate. They will pick up on what's going on inside of you. And since if you are happy, sad, feel lost, anxious, or excited. Okay, I'd like to see some studies. <laughs> they will respond to you without judgment, ego, or agenda. And they will say, uh, they say that hanging out with their animals can bring relaxation, healing, awareness, comfort, and mindfulness. It can also help with building assertiveness, confidence, and overcoming fear. So that's the benefits of it. And in the article here, we got a lot of people cuddling, just sitting down cuddling with cows. To me, <laughs> seems like an easy way to get rolled over on by a thousand pound cow, <laughs> yeah. but whatever. Um, anyways, if you're into this stuff, uh, you can check out Mountain Horse Farms website. But this seems like something that rich white people from the city would do. You know, <laughs> yeah. I've never been around any sort of livestock. Yeah. And. You know, they think it's just cool to go out there and hug on cows. When they're talking about how great this is, like, you know, I'm willing to just kind of, you know, take them at face value until they get to where, you know, cows don't judge you. Right, yeah. Because right. every Saturday they're constantly judging me for eating beef and telling me I need to eat more chicken. <laughs> That's right, yes. So. <laughs> yes. Interrupting my football games and telling me I should eat chicken instead of beef. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I mean, I prefer to cuddle with a nice fillet, you know, like most <laughs> like most normal people. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, if you want to cuddle with a cow, you can. I wouldn't pay money to do it, $300 no. for an hour and a half. I well, would just go when, out to a pasture and see what happens. <laughs> not when me and you both know probably 50 people <laughs> right, who, who have cows. cows right, who, yes. I mean, it'd be kind of awkward Could, asking yeah, to going, do it. Hey, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dale Ray, uh, we we just wondered if we could come out and hug on you cows. I've just, I've just been stressed out from work. <laughs> yeah. I've got Life's been real tough here I've lately. I've got these deadlines. My <laughs> boss is ready to fire me. I just need to hug a cow. Can I please just go hug a cow? You cool with me coming out and doing that? I know you milk <laughs> twice a day out there, so can we come by and just get a little hug, a little snuggle time in with them? <laughs> 
No, no, you can't. It's weird. Don't come around my kids anymore. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's weird. But I, you know, why, I don't know why you can't just buy a dog or a cat. You know, and find a cat glued on yeah. the road. Or how about this? Hug your friend. Yeah, hey, that's not you a know? bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Maybe if you weren't sitting in front of your computer 24 hours a day, you could like, yeah. you know, go hug your best friend. Reading all your friends ranting about what's wrong with the world and what's wrong with their world. And it's, it's overwhelming. You know, kiss your wife slash husband slash boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's other ways to. Yeah. Kiss your significant other. Yes. Yeah. Right. Shout out to my wife. And mine too. But you seem a little stressed here lately, baby. <laughs> just want to throw that out there. just want to tell Tara, I know how to relieve all that stress. <laughs> so. Doing some laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. That's wrong. That's wrong with me. That's wrong with me. Did have to do my own laundry, though, this week. I do my own laundry most <laughs> weeks, though. So, But I had to do it in the middle of the night one night because I realized I didn't have anything to wear to work the next day. So, anyways, go cuddle with a cow if you yes. want to, you know, or just find you a big woman down at the convenience store. <laughs> Either one works. But one thing you don't want to cuddle with yeah. is chickens. No. <laughs> because the CDC is actually taking it upon themselves oh. to warn us about a salmonella risk. CDC warns against dressing up chickens for Halloween due to salmonella. Oh, wow. It says, in North America, the CDC is warning folks not to dress up their chickens for Halloween. The agency says handling chickens to put on a costume or cuddling them can lead to salmonella exposure. Wow. For some chicken owners, like Stephanie Morris, the birds are family, and their owners like dressing them up each year. I don't think the chickens like it. I really don't think any animal that gets dressed up likes getting dressed up. They have the freedom. Like, God gave those animals the freedom to go around naked, really. Yeah. You know? Like, they, I can just be myself. They're like, I didn't eat any of that tree. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> what do I need to wear yeah. clothes for? And now we're just like, oh, no, you're going to be like us, and you got to wear an Alabama football jersey all day on Saturday because I want my friends to think you're cool. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm sorry. Well, anyway, she feels differently. Morris here says, I just like to put a T-shirt on them or a sweater. Can you ever imagine not being able to dress up your chickens or hold them? No, no. I love them. I love to talk to them, and everybody has a name. Uh, the CDC is tracking a salmonella outbreak right now, and it's so far it's reached 29 states, affecting 92 people. So I would like to say that 92 people out of 29 states is... That's pretty small. <laughs> we're not. Do we really consider that an outbreak? <laughs> we're doing good. Uh, yeah. Is that an outbreak? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what qualifies as an outbreak? That's a good question. We should know. write to them. Yeah. The agency says handling chickens could be a contributing factor in the outbreak. So they're not even really sure. They're just, just saying, hey. Could be. Yeah. Well, they're not me. They're like, quit dressing up these poor chickens, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> or cuddling them. Yeah. Or cuddling them. Yeah. I don't know, man. I wouldn't want to sleep with a chicken. I mean, you know, not... I mean, like take a nap. With one. Yes. you get what I'm saying. I know what you're you know. saying. They're pretty dirty. I mean, they'll they'll put. They really all are. I mean, okay, they don't all have salmonella because no. they're clean animals, right? Yeah, yeah, but they'll poop all over the place regardless. They will. So I guess cuddling cows and horses good. Cuddling chickens bad. That's out. Yeah, and don't dress them up for Halloween. What would you dress up chicken for as Halloween? Dinosaur. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you get a little T-Rex costume for it. That'd be pretty rocking. I would like to see a chicken, you know, holding up a sign out there saying, eat more beef. That actually would be pretty solid. <laughs> that would be pretty solid. <laughs> All right. Well, continuing on uh, with our livestock section of the 
podcast. This comes from the dailycaller.com. PETA, our friends PETA, <laughs> say, <them> again. <laughs> say cow's milk is a symbol used by white supremacists. Um, most people learn growing up that drinking milk is good for growth and bone development, <laughs> but not everyone believes that. According to the animal rights activist groups, group PETA's Twitter page, drinking milk is a symbol of white supremacy. And here's their tweet. Cow's milk has long been a symbol used by white supremacists. One more reason to hashtag ditch dairy. Uh, PETA has long claimed that they are nonpartisan and just want to help animals. So while the link between dairy products and white supremacy seems confusing at first, <laughs> the animal rights organization's tweet is meant to encourage people to want to stop consuming milk. PETA opposes the production and consumption of milk because they believe the act of milking the cow is abusive and strips the animal of its dignity. The organization also claims to be standing up to white supremacists with their bold stance because, according to PETA, white supremacists drink milk in an effort to mock lactose intolerant minorities. I did not know that. <laughs> Are th Wait a minute. Are there not minorities that drink milk? Is that... Well, look, my mom's lactose intolerant, so so I always thought she was white. <laughs> yeah. Apparently not. Uh, so while drinking milk may make you physically stronger and healthier, one's dairy consumption could be linked <laughs> to white supremacy. I was about to say, while while it makes you your bones stronger and it makes you healthier, it also makes you narrow minded. Yes, yes. So. Uh, PETA responded to this article and released a statement to the Daily Caller. And it says, PETA is not alone in commenting on, commenting on this connection. The New York Times has reported it, and it's not the only outlet to do so. That white supremacists are obsessed with consuming cow's milk because doing so shows that they aren't lactose intolerant, <laughs> as those of many other races are. The, tri the tired response from the deceitfully named Center for Consumer Freedom a front group for, among others, meat enterprises that slaughter billions of animals every year is attempting to distract from PETA's animal-saving work by falsely describing our shelter of last resort. That's kind of confusing. Well, that's Which the, takes uh, in mostly sick, age, injured, aggressive, and otherwise unadoptable animals. Oh, that's when they get all the animals and kill them. Yeah, I was right. just going to say, you know, PETA, they like to, you know, complain about all these other uh, people yeah. and industries that you know slaughter you know millions of animals but there's there's another group that slaughters a lot of animals every year too and it's PETA. yeah right and uh let's see update will kogan a research director at PETA kills animals.com <laughs> sounds legit yeah he has he's not biased issued the following statement to the daily caller PETA's bizarre association of milk with white supremacy shows there are no limits to the links it will go to obnoxiously push its vegan agenda. The groundless association is reminiscent of PETA's past comparisons of modern farming to the Holocaust. Sadly, this isn't the first time PETA has distorted the truth. This is an organization claiming to care about animals that kills thousands of dogs and cats and its headquarters at its headquarters instead of finding them home. So... Anyways, there's some controversy around <laughs> yes. PETA's statement here that white supremacists use uh, milk. 
But I'll have to say at all the clan meetings I've been to, it's never been brought up. <laughs> yeah. That's a joke. I'm not in a clan. I was say, they always serve yes. coffee and they never have yeah. creamer. Never have let creamer. Alone whole straight milk. black coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but let me clarify again. I am not in the clan. I'm not in any way associated with any white supremacist organization. That was just a joke. We just We've, know that ironically, they like their coffee black for some reason. <laughs> <that's right. laughs> we brought in a, a, a new segment of listeners that my wife has introduced them to this all we Deidre and I are in these classes to become foster parents that yes. you have to go through through the state DHR and I don't want any of those people to just <laughs> who haven't really gotten used to my humor uh to think that I'm involved with anything like that because I am in no way I disavow all of that but let's let's pull back the curtain on this yeah um Y'all want to know what's really going on here, John? Tell where did this really come from? You uh, know the the milk. Dr- no, drinking milk is, is a symbol of white supremacy. Oh, four chan. It's four chan. Sure. Yeah. they strike again. <laughs> yes, it's four no. chan, y'all. Yeah, right? No, that's true. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> you know, this is again. This is a group of you know trolls on yep. the internet. They just enjoy chaos, and they enjoy chaos, and they've managed to trick all these mainstream publications that the okay sign is racist yeah, right that drinking milk is a symbol that's of right. white supremacy that's exactly right and PETA just like bought into it they bought into it they struck again so well and for PETA it was like oh look here's some graphics on the internet that I see that says white supremacists like to drink milk I don't want people to drink milk so this is a perfect for us <laughs> right get it on the Twitter now Bob yeah. you know or whoever runs our Twitter and, and this is really also didn't. this is an old story. Like didn't then the whole you know I don't know. I thought this came. This was like a couple years ago. When, well, the milk thing on 4chan came yeah. out. Yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah. So whoever who's ever in charge of like they Peter's like, Twitter, yeah. they're way behind. Right. Yes. You know. Well, you know, like uh, like I've said before, 4chan is kind of like the event horizon for the internet. <laughs> yes. You know, like normal internet. I know there's like deep web where they're like trading animals and right drugs and everything else but uh for the normal internet and so it takes a while for some stuff that you see on there to like filter down normal society to the normies like me and you yeah right like us and so i guess this is you know there's maybe a two-year wait time before it gets to PETA. (laughs) i don't (laughs) know so but uh it's you know i don't know i like milk we have two gallons in the fridge right now and uh and i don't drink milk to show anybody up i just drink milk because i like it Mm -hmm. i've read a lot of stuff about how milk's bad for you and we shouldn't drink milk and you know whatever we're the only animals that don't drink you know their mother's milk beyond childhood or you know anything like that but I don't you, care about any of that. It's just tasty. Say, yeah. You know what else humans do that no other animals do? Wear pants. Wear pants, drive cars. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, write each other emails about how awesome dairy is. That's right. <laughs> you know. I like milk. My mom, she she's lactose intolerant. Or she, you know, growing up, that's what she always, She said she was allergic to milk. Right. So I assume before we decided to make it into something that sounds cool or like lactose intolerant, mm-hmm. it was just how you're just allergic to milk. And so she would eat pretty much dry cereal in the mornings and stuff when mm-hmm. she wouldn't cook breakfast, which mom, I, mom listens. She, she was good to get breakfast ready in the morning. So a lot awesome. better than I am. We're having egos <laughs> every morning when I'm getting them ready. <laughs> okay. Well, for our next, our next story here, Marine pilot allegedly traced 
a phallic shape in the sky, huh. prompting an investigation. Okay. I feel like we can use Simplify. the word. <laughs> I feel like we can use the word phallic here. Yeah, sure. You know, that's that's a proper yeah. medical term, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. There's probably not too many kids know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Now they're asking their mom what it means, <laughs> but. What does it mean? It means a... Uh, Shaped like a pencil. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like a pencil. Kind of. The uh... If you cut the skin around the top. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The U.S. Marine Corps has launched an investigation after social media users noted Tuesday that a California-based Marine flight had appeared to trace out a phallic shape in the sky. Okay. Is that wrong? You know <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was thinking he landed. They like started getting on. He's like, "Was well, I not supposed to do that?" I was thinking, you know, it's the Marines, duh. Yeah, right. <laughs> what did you think they was going to do? <laughs> Don't give them that capability. <laughs> yes. I mean, this is on y'all. Okay, yeah, right. you knew what was going to happen. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Aircraft Spots, a Twitter account that documents military flights, noted the uh, airplane's unusual path over California's Salton Sea. What? Wait a minute. What a sad, sad Twitter account. <laughs> like, who's the guy that's doing that? How many that? people follow that? I don't, I don't know. but Probably more now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> but happened. if you're the guy that's like, oh, I'm tracking mil- Hey, what do you do for fun? Oh, I like to track military flights and put it up on Twitter. Yeah. You'd be like, what a kind of nerd are you, man? Well, you know, this probably just feeds into his research into... Chemtrails. Um, chemtrails. That's exactly so, right. That's what's really going on that's here. That's exactly right. Yeah. Shout out to Gabe. <laughs> Says, uh, the account tweeted photos appearing to show a flight path that deviated from a straight line into an intricate, obscene shape. Intricate? <laughs> it was intricate. Okay. I mean, there's pictures here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I already know what it looks like. I mean, I, mean, I don't know what that... I mean, I, mean, I can use my imagination. I mean, this pilot here, he's an artist. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, obvious. Okay. Uh, somebody needs to have a word with the pilot, the account joked. <laughs> Initially identified as a Navy flight, the account later corrected the record to say that the airplane belonged to the Marine Corps. Okay. Major Joseph Patterson, spokesman for the 3rd Marine Aircraft Wing, told the Marine Corps Times... That the aircraft in question belongs to a Marine Fighter Attack Training Squadron 101. Patterson could not say whether the pilot was an instructor or if he was in training. I would say 50-50 shots. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Obscene or inappropriate actions, flight or not, do not reflect the core values we hold as Marines, Patterson told NBC7 San Diego. We all know how nice and friendly the Marines are. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're just kumbaya. <laughs> he told the station that the incident was being investigated and the Marine Corps would determine possible disciplinary action after the investigation was completed. Hmm. Some see multiple offending shapes in the flight path. The San Francisco Chronicle reports the paper also notes that the shapes would not have been visible to those on the ground because they, they didn't have the chemtrail thing going. Oh, yeah, you it know. was just as flying. They were just flying. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. Uh, well, thank goodness gracious. That's, I was because I was thinking it was like the they sky, the contrail. You, you, know? you think yeah. that you, you were saying they sky somebody did one. that not long ago? Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, that did happen not right. too long ago. Yeah, with the contrail, right, right? A similar incident last year in and Washington he was with State. The Navy. It gained national attention when U.S. Navy officials confirmed that one of their aircraft was involved in a sky riding, a figure of a. Phallus. Yeah. In that case, the offending shape was visible with the naked eye. Yeah, right. So in other words, you could walk outside and look up and be like, there's a giant phallus in the hey, sky. Hey, mama. Hey, mama, what's that? <laughs> yeah. 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 
So he just did it. He just that was just his flight path. See, because I was on, I was on my frame of mind yes. was that he was skyrocketing it, you know, or whatever with his contrail. But you know, if you're that one guy in your parents' basement with yeah, like the full right. beard that's like tracking this, and now you got to rat him out to everybody. <laughs> you're yeah. like, hey, you know, he just he just drew, he a, just drew a Willie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Well. Yeah, I don't think that's that big a deal. I wouldn't even get it. He doesn't even deserve to be getting in, into any kind of trouble over that. I can understand the dude from the Navy who drew it in the sky where <laughs> kids could see it getting in a little trouble. Yeah. But, I mean, this dude, I mean, there ain't no, don't, don't get on to him. I just make a plea to the yeah. Commandant of the Marine Corps, whoever, you know, let's not, let's not do anything to this dude. <laughs> it was a small phallus. <laughs> it's just a little one. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like a big deal to me. Right. Everybody, now that they know it because of this Twitter nerd, they'll get all worked <laughs> up about it. And it'll be some sort of symbol of the patriarchy and you know, whatever. So what if they find out it was a lady who did it? I don't know. Because there's female, you know, Andrea was in the She's Marine just Corps. feeding into the patriarchy, isn't she? <laughs> I guess so. They've brainwashed her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move to a uh, my last story here, which is a follow-up story. Um, if you guys will remember, we had a story a few weeks ago about a 800-pound hammer that came up missing. Yes, we right. were specifically instructed to follow this story. Yes, Lindsay Jones told us that we needed to follow this story, so <laughs> here we are. Shout out to Lindsay, definitely the nicest person I work with that listens to this show, because she's probably the only one I work with who listens <laughs> to this show. But no, I'm just kidding. I love Lindsay. She's really awesome. Uh, very patient with me when I have to call her with stupid questions. Um, an 800-pound hammer went missing in Haroldsburg. Then a massive nail suddenly appeared. Um, the, mis- the mystery around an 800-pound hammer that went missing two weeks ago in Haroldsburg continues. A four-and-a-half-foot-tall nail engraved with the word BAIT. <laughs> suddenly appeared Saturday night where a hammer art piece on the front lawn of the community center once stood. Subtle. Yeah. <laughs> Local officials don't know who heisted the hammer or who drove the nail in the ground, and they're trying to figure out if the same people are involved in both instances. There's lots of speculation, but nobody really knows, says Ray Borgia, a spokesperson for the city of Haroldsburg. Nobody knows why the nail showed up. It could be a prank, especially because it has bait etched on it. You think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to step out on a limb there, Miss Borgia. <laughs> uh, Haroldsburg Community Service Director Mark Themig. Everybody's got weird names out here. Mark Themig is also baffled by the situation. I think there's a hidden meaning behind the nail because it does say bait on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a draw intended to bring the humor back or if it's intended to persuade someone to take the nail and perhaps get caught. I think there are two theories on it. To make it even more confusing, the missing hammer is of the ball-peen variety and not something you would normally grab to pound a nail, though it would get the job done. Okay, I would just like to point out that it makes little difference. I mean, where we live at, yeah. we'll we'll hammer a nail with a claw hammer, yeah, a ball right. peen hammer, a crescent wrench. <laughs> yes, it don't matter. Yeah, whatever you got with you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Artist Doug Uncree created the sculpture that's on loan for temporary display from the Voigt Family Sculpture Foundation. And he's offering a $1,000 reward for the recovery. The hammer is valued at 15000 and the piece was uninsured. Ooh, 
That's got to burn. <laughs> the hammer handle is made from a tree trunk, and its head is a piece of a sculpt that's sculpted from steel. Themig believes the best hope for recovering the hammer is by creating public awareness, and he says everyone in the Hells- in Hellsburg is talking about the hammer and nail. Art is supposed to create conversation and discussion, and I can't think of any other piece of art that's accomplished this mission than the disappearance of the hammer, and now we've got the ma- the nail, he says. So um, <laughs> I think, stay woke on all this for our listeners, that the artist has done all of this. <laughs> this is an inside job. Yeah, inside job. Like, not a lot of people are coming down to the Heraldsburg or whatever, Hillsburg community center or whatever mm-hmm. and uh what's the best way to get some people down there let's get a little publicity let's get some controversy yeah there's some controversy yeah kind of like like i've said for forever in Carrollton, alabama the face in the courthouse window <laughs> that people come and see is the biggest crock of you know what in the history i've known it since i was a little kid in third grade we went on a field trip and i was like that's not real and well it does look like somebody just pushed their face up against the yeah, window right. nobody, somebody was a greasy nobody watched it, exactly you know? yeah and you know they're like oh no no if you bust it out it'll come back and i'm like well let, me throw, let me throw a rock at it let's do it right now right no no you can't do it and i'm like well if it's gonna come back i'll pay for the glass no no well no we can't do that you know and i'm like okay I got you. This just gets people to come to Carrollton, Alabama, because why else would they come to Carrollton, Alabama? I cannot think of a single other reason why no. you would ever go to Carrollton, Alabama. I actually travel through Carrollton a lot, so and every time I drive by the courthouse, I'm like, that's fake. And y'all think y'all got something going on all of us, but you don't. I know what's up. So, same thing. Same yeah. thing. So, just stay woke, everybody out in the San Francisco area. That's what's going on. They've stolen this, quote unquote, stolen it. And came back with this nail because, you know, the first they stole it, everybody's like, oh, yeah, well, that's that's bad for y'all. And they didn't care. Now you got like a second part of the story, you know. Here in another few weeks, the hammer's going to come back and nail the nail in the ground. <laughs> I'm already, I'm, on, I'm calling it right now. So we'll see. Maybe me and you should uh, drive up there. And get somebody dressed up as Thor and like walk around asking if he's if anyone's seen, seen his hammer. hammer. Yeah. We'll bring Jared with us. Yeah, yeah. He's our Thor, you know. He's our <laughs> official Earth Oddity Thor yeah. guy. Look alike. Yeah, look alike. Wanna be. I wanna think be. it's more wanna be. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's about to have a baby though for too long. So he is. Well, better, he's not gonna have it. Yeah. His I mean, wife his is his wife is. That yes. would truly be like a <laughs> superhero feat if he had one. That would be an Earth Oddity story. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> But yeah, so we better do it before he has a has a kid, because then he'll be locked down for forever. Yeah, well, I mean, he pretty much is already. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, he's like youth minister and all. We see him, you know. We see him the uh, Thanksgiving, <laughs> and we see him Christmas. <laughs> you know, what's bad is when he came to preach was the the one Sunday he came to preach here. Mm-hmm. I had to leave during the middle of a sermon because <laughs> we had to go somewhere or something. I don't remember what I was doing that day, but I was just like, oh, man. Well, As much as I would like to say you didn't miss anything, it was a pretty good show. <laughs> I'm sure it was. it was. The part I heard was really great. Yeah, yeah. But I told him beforehand, I was like, when I stand up to leave, I'm just going to shout, you know, that you're preaching heresy and just bang <laughs> out the door, you know, and like walk out just to freak everybody out. And, and then, then we'll see you next homecoming. <laughs> yeah. We'll see, we'll see it our next 176th anniversary or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So let's talk about our world-famous sponsor, that is World Famous Cajun Curl. 
Bayou Blended Spicy. Uh, spice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Squirrel. Uh, for their, we want to thank them for their support. Check them out at www.cajuncurl.com. You can order the spice and their Cajun Curl cutter for potatoes right there on cajuncurl.com. What does that uh, potato chip cutter do? Well, it, it slices, slices potatoes to ribbons. Oh, that's right. We're doing spooky stuff. This is our last one. Yeah. <laughs> Created on the spooky Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana. It's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, pumpkins, zombies, ghouls, yes. uh, and anything else that you can think of putting it on. It seasons the flesh perfectly. <laughs> the spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, easy to clean, and will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you really want to make your trick-or-treaters happy this year... And why wouldn't you? Of course. Yeah. I mean, unless you're Baptist and you tell them to go to a fall festival. <laughs> uh, imagine whipping up a back, batch of your own homemade potato chips um, and handing them out to those little precious, tiny uh, trick-or-treaters there when they come to your door. Along with some chick tracks. Yeah, yeah. You definitely want to give them a Bible track, too, and tell them that not to support Satan by endorsing Halloween. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> on the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the Bayou Blended Spice and their chip cutter, but you'll also find recipes that are mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer there, or you can order your own. Um, if your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it. Here locally, it's available at Vowels on Skyland and South South's Finest Meats and in Northport at Piggly Wiggly. All of their products are made in the USA, um, so you know that they're good. Of course, high-quality American craftsmanship. Right. Uh, it's all natural. It's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Uh, www.cajuncurl.com Check them out. It's spooktacular and you'll not regret ever buying it. Get some before it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and um, do we have any reviews this week? No, we don't have any. Re- Let me double check. Oh, and by the way, while we're just waiting, Hudson has he no longer has a podcast. He gave it up. That was quick. Yeah, real quick. Real quick. <laughs> oh, man. Real quick. He's a lot like me, though. You know, he can get really into something and then be really done with it, you know, in the next moment. So. Well, I'm glad he didn't, you know, invest a lot into equipment yeah, and right. stuff before right. figuring out this. It wasn't for him. Yeah. So, but for anybody who had followed his podcast and subscribed to it, he's not doing any more shows. He said he's done with it. He thought it was stupid. <laughs> and his, in his own words, it was too much work. So too much work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. There's no reviews. Let me. Is there something we want to talk about for our community news? Um. Well. Um. Coming up. Uh, speaking of fall festivals, you know we're having one here at Carroll's Creek Baptist Church in uh, Tuscaloosa County. Up Highway 69 North on mm-hmm. Halloween. You could come by. They're going to have inflatables and usually have a petting zoo. You know, if you want to cuddle a chicken, you can do that. <laughs> or uh, I don't think there's any cows, but they got pony rides and stuff like that. Have a lot of free candy to give away to everybody. If yes. You, 
if you're into that sort of thing, come on up and see us. That's a that would be a good thing to do. What time does it start? Um, I, dark time. I don't dark know. Time. Yeah, I really don't know. I don't. It's know. usually five or five thirty. Yeah, that's what I would think. Five or five thirty. I know that uh, we have to run one of the inflatables so at like six something. So that's when we're huh. planning on coming. Let me see if it's in the uh, bulletin here since I happen to have a bulletin that's handy. <laughs> Um, it, well, it's got it, but it doesn't have the time. Oh, 6 to 8 p.m. Oh, 6 to 8. 6 so. to 8. So, come on down. You got fire trucks, all kind of pretty cool stuff. It's usually a pretty huge event. I mean, there are, you know, like, I don't know. It seems like thousands of people who come through it every year. So. It's a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people. So, if you want to join in on the madness, see me and Tiny in yeah, person. Yeah, I was about to say, come on down and meet me and John, the yeah. voices of Earth Oddity. Right. And, yeah. you know, we'll be happy to sign an autograph and <laughs> yes. take, get a selfie with us and yes. post it up on your social media. That's right. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping we'll be a huge draw this year. Maybe so. You know. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> so make your plans. You know, uh, I know our we got some audience in Britain. Go ahead and buy your plane, plane tickets. <laughs> and but get, get them now. Here. Yeah, right. If you fly to town, you can stay at Tiny's house. We'll guarantee you that. You know what? Yes, yeah. you can. Yeah, we'll let you stay at Tiny's house. I so. will send my wife and kids to stay somewhere safe right. for the night. Yeah. And I'll vol- if we have a bunch, I'll volunteer my parents' house too. <laughs> All right. They got a swimming <laughs> yes. pool too. So and, and you know what? I'll buy your supper. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd buy your supper too. Now, it's, within reason, it's going to be right. you know, Jacks. Yeah, right. road. Yeah, let's not go crazy. All right, we got, you got a ten dollar limit. Okay? We're not doing this professionally yet. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but for real though, if if you want something for your kids to do, that's fine. Because I know we usually go trick or treating, and and mm-hmm. that we'll wrap that up, and and then come on up to the fall festival, and they can jump around and see all their friends and see what everybody else and is hopefully wearing. tire themselves out. Yeah, right. Thomas is not coming this year. He's got a Halloween party to go to. So. Oh man! He all went. He went to one on Friday night too. So oh wow! Yeah, it's like awesome. Co-ed, you know, middle school. Uh oh. Before we were leaving, dude was like, "Brush your hair," and I was like, "Go brush your teeth, boy. You might get lucky. <laughs> you know, I get to smooch somebody on the lips one time." So. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's Tara. Hello. Hey. Hey, Tara. Hey. Hey, Tara, welcome to Earth Oddity. You're live on the air right now. You're not going to hang up on me this time, are you? Yep, she is. She's going to hang up on me. <laughs> oh, gracious. Man. So, anyway. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah. So, Thomas said he didn't kiss anybody. So, And also. Uh, I don't believe him, though. <laughs> I'll say this. Uh, stay tuned because we may or may not, but definitely are, but might not be. Have some irons in the fire. Have some stuff coming up. So yeah, and there's going to be a auxiliary podcast coming at some point in time. Yes, there from uh, Tiny and our friend. Uh, it's going to be a true crime one. Well, I'm maybe. not going to be involved. With it. <laughs> That's what I say. We we might not, but we might be working on a little side project. But maybe not. But definitely are. Working on something else, yeah. so stay tuned. I thought about taking over Hudson's little <laughs> anchor account and just randomly that. talking in it, you know. Yeah, you should like blow it up huge and then not give it back to <laughs> no, it. That's right, you can't have it. <laughs> I did say this, uh, me and John, we have a, a wonderful podcast relationship. I think we do a, a pretty good show and we've grown far bigger than I ever thought yeah, we would be, right. you know, 10 Way months bigger. into the year. Yeah. 
But that said, we do have an open podcasting relationship. We are both free to go out and we, podcast with other people. <laughs> so, but nothing is nothing is going to change here. Well, that's, you know, that's fine. <laughs> Jacob can sing a lot better than I can. That's true. He went off this morning. He's not as funny as you are, though. Oh yeah, so he doesn't have the. Don't wit hurt you his have. feelings like that. Jacob's pretty funny. Yeah, he's all right. He knows uh, he's not as funny as you nah, are. Nah, he's funny. He's funny. <laughs> he can sing better than me for sure. I really hate that we lost last week's episode because. That was the best one we've ever did. It was pretty good. It was. It was. I mean, for those who are gonna, you guys missed out. It was so funny. <laughs> oh, it was great. It was great. It was well put together, well produced, everything. It was just. It was what a podcast should be. <laughs> yeah. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether it's Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Acast, Overcast, Podcast Republic, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes. We're on them all, and we thank you so much. That's right. If you want to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmill.net. That's right. You can tweet at us. We are at underscore earthoddity. Yep. Uh, I believe we have a... We have an Instagram. Instagram, the exact same handle. At underscore earthoddity. And we have a phone number. Yes. If you want to call us, it is 662-493-2059. That is 662-493-2059. Call now. Because yeah. we don't want to have another community news segment without any community news. That's right. Where Tara's calls and hangs yes. up on us. You have nobody to blame but yourself, audience. That's right. Yeah, you have to deal with that. Yes. And we hope everyone out there has a great week. Mm-hmm. Earth Oddity for the Friends Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.